Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, a salty, slightly cynical account of epilepsy and neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. Oh, and a whole lot of tangents. And now, Seizure Salad, with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B. You don't remember how the hell you ended up indoors. So, I had... I hopped from one neurologist to another, uh, all around the Denver area. Um, kept on looking for for treatment, for something that would work. And initially, you know, I didn't. So this, you know, back in my the, the time of my diagnosis is two thousand two. There was no Facebook, uh, no Uber to get around, no Lyft. Um, not even smartphones yet. So uh, it sounds like the caveman times, but it was not that long ago. And so fortunately, you know, a lot has changed to help people in my position. Like I thought, I felt so differently about people with chronic conditions, especially the ones you cannot see, you know, the invisible illnesses and the ones it makes, it makes my heart hurt now. And through the years, I, I learned how much I'd taken for granted. And so I would get, like I said, I mean, I learned, I was pretty stubborn. Um, I learned how to use the buses, which was extremely inefficient, but it did help. I got around. Um, But there was always that feeling of, so for, for one thing, the, I felt as though I, as I was alone. Uh, I didn't have a lot of, right, then I don't know if confidence is the word, but I didn't even really want to talk about it or say the word epilepsy. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't like to offer that info to anybody that I was just meeting, you know. Um, I have a, we had fortunately some wonderful close friends and family nearby to help me. But like I said, I mean, I was 23, 24, 25. I don't want to call my mom and dad and say, can you take me to the grocery store? You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it drove me crazy. So I did the best I could. And I, I searched out, I searched out treatments that were honestly, I tried it all, yeah. you name it. And I tried it. Um, stop me if I'm, if I'm going too fast or if you need a question. (laughs) (laughs) I I love this. There's so much of a parallel right now. Um, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of humbling experiences. I have to say if there's a word to put on it, um, because humbling is, is I, yeah, it doesn't even do it justice. I mean, I had, so I started to, I, I, right. And I did not want to live in fear and I did not want to back into a hole and just, I mean, I, it, and sink into the depression that I was already sensing. Do you know what I mean? I didn't want to be yes engulfed. So like I said, I mean, I sought out a lot of, I had, I had counseling um, from professional counselors. I had uh, fantastic friends who stood beside me and would lift me up. And I had a couple of 
really fantastic female mentors in my life who'd, you know, lived a little more and learned a little more and who would, that kept me, you know, felt buoyed like I was being held up. Um, but, you know, I, I crashed and, and burned a number of times and I would write, I did a lot of journaling. I'd always enjoyed just writing and pouring my heart out to my journals. And that's what it was the baseline for the memoir I wrote, which okay. I never thought I would share these thoughts and things that I had written with anyone. But it became more and more important over the years to talk through it and to explain it. Because when I, it was one in 26 of us, one in 26 in this, in, at least in the US statistically, will be diagnosed with epilepsy. So I realized I was not really on the island somewhere alone. And talking about it little by little was freeing. And I mean, I would have, I had some awful seizure episodes that I wanted to sweep under the rug and not ever tell anyone about. I mean, I had seizures at home when I would, I would fall down uh, fortunately, I don't know how, by the grace of God, I was never injured because I took a, a few hard crashes like on the tile floor and I didn't ever hit my head. Um, mm. But I had some at work. I mean, I would, you know, I would be huh, standing in front of somebody. And the worst thing for me, I could feel it. I could feel the onset and that aura and that bizarre, creepy deja vu. My whole body felt too hot. And I suddenly felt a, just this quivering sensation deep in my gut and, and it was all over for me and I would lose bladder control yep. and be standing there in, with a puddle of urine. It's horrifying. And, you know, you don't want to talk about these things. At least I didn't want to at the time. It was just, I was, oh, I was mortified and I was angry and I was also pretty determined to, to keep seeking out until I found a treatment that worked. So I had, um, like I said, I, I had multiple doctors, lots of medications. I was always on at least two drugs. And then when I went to uh, Anschutz, you know, university hospital there, of course, always on the cutting edge cutting there edge. I, yeah. and so good pun I had by the brain, way good uh, yeah, pun leading so, up <laughs> leading yeah. up to what we're going to talk about here next that's a really good pun <laughs> right <laughs> right so i had i had a, an inpatient brain study this is to my sick kids time to flip this shit depakote adderall riddle and pixie sticks i don't give a f- what you're riding to the sentence on use it as a weapon when it's 